Hey everyone, we want to welcome you to a new podcast we have here at Cornerstone calling Planted. I'm Pastor Matt Grimm, and with me I have one of our teachers, Thad Keenel. It's good to be here, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, and we are uh, giving this new podcast a try where we are hoping to just get people into the Word of God. Uh, We're calling it Planted because it comes right out of Psalm 1, which we're going to be talking about today, where we are encouraged to have our lives be like a tree that is planted by streams of water. And uh, that that person, it says earlier in, in, in verse 2 that he meditates on the law day and night. And so one of the things we want to do in this podcast is spend time in the Word and, and talk about it and meditate on it and have conversations about the Word of God to help us grow. Uh, I've been convicted the last few years that the, or maybe enlightened more than convicted that, that the, the Bible is really, in one sense, meditation literature. It's the kind of, it's the kind of, um, it's a, it, it says it's, a, it's living and active, right, in Hebrews. Right, right, sure. Uh, and, and so um, it's the kind of thing we, we should always be revisiting, and it, it's going to come alive to us as we talk about it, as we meditate on as we think about it. And so that's what we want to do in the pod, this podcast is spend time with the Word, have some conversation about it, reflect on it, uh, pose some questions about it, uh, and recognizing in humility that maybe sometimes we're going to be getting stuff wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, may, we may come back and revisit it and say, oh, you know what, we thought maybe it's this, it's actually this. Um, but that's how we grow, I think, in, in, as we read the Word and we interact with it. So... Uh, Looking forward to it. How about you, Thad? What do you? I, I really am. We've talked about doing something like this for a while, and we did the the FaceTime live on the Wednesday nights, and that was a good interaction. Mm-hmm. And we um, also had good participation from people that were were following, and so we look forward to people maybe making some suggestions uh, for topics and stuff as well as as we are able to move along. Um, I was thinking uh, as you were speaking there that I was speaking with Pastor Winans the other day. And was asking him about theology. You know, we all kind of had the presupposition that our theology is good the way that we have it, but we're looking as um, um, seekers of Christ for His truth to change us and to develop our minds. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and Pastor Winans mentioned something that R.C. Sproul said that um, he knows his theology is wrong somewhere, he just doesn't know where that's at yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel the same way sometimes when we're talking um, that. Um, in particularly bouncing ideas off of you, uh, that I ask you ideas that I, I think I'm pretty aware of, but I'm looking for my brother in Christ to refine me and sharpen me um, as we see in the scriptures today. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing about the scriptures, being meditating on them, is that we're not just doing it through conversation and through reading, but we're also doing it as we reflect back on other portions of scripture. And how does this scripture relate to other portions of scripture? How do these images and uh, themes, words, where do they pop up other places? How, how Because Scripture is always interpreting Scripture, uh, especially if, if, if you believe in something that, that I think uh, we would hold to, that there's a, a, some sense of progressive revelation that is happening in the Scriptures, that the story is advancing and moving forward. And as, as the prophets and the apostles and the, the writers, editors of Scriptures are, are uh, giving us uh, God's Word, it's building on itself, 
And so, uh, so hopefully we'll find some of that out as we, as we do this as well. Right. And as we have um, through uh, the Old Testament, through the New Testament, uh, what you mentioned as progressive revelation, we also want to be careful to understand that God is unchanging. Um, it's just in how he's revealing it to us. And we want to be also careful not to put um, our desires, our, our human desires or lusts uh, to interpret the scriptures, to push them forward. I was just listening to... Uh, a little discussion between Brian McLaren um, and a debate against James White on one mm. of the radio shows. Okay. And this is exactly what they're doing with the characters like uh, Rob Bell, who have taken hell as a substantiated um, fact of Scripture and softened it yeah. in, in the message. And so these are things that we want to be wary of to let the Scriptures lead us. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And, and I think it's important to see that while God doesn't change, He does... Uh, he does speak uh, in specific periods of time through through people in in certain respects of uh, what's happening at that time to 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 reveal himself. Um, but yet we also know that uh, you know the culmination of all these things are are Jesus and his coming, and we are looking forward to him coming again. But uh, there's the uh, I don't want us to. I don't want anyway to sound like you know we're looking for some new revelation, <laughs> right? You know, right. Uh, from out outside of the scripture. While that, while while though our own minds and hearts are being transformed and maybe hopefully seeing more and more. Right, and I think you said it best just a few minutes ago when you said we want scripture to interpret that scripture. Yes, so we're using exactly. the whole counsel of God to help refine um, the more difficult topics. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of just want to start with uh, Psalm one and, and read it, and uh, I'll pray for us, and and we'll start Excellent. discussing. Uh, Lord God, we do uh, thank you for your word. We thank you that we uh, have it. We have it, uh, good translations in our own language. We thank you uh, for your Spirit, who you give to us as a counselor to help us understand. And we know that apart from you and your work in, in us. Uh, to save us and 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 to transform us, we wouldn't, um, we, it wouldn't be clear to us. And so we pray, Lord, that you would come and and help us in this time. And we pray too, Lord, for anybody listening with us, whether they're um, just at home or they're maybe they're driving in their car or they're maybe they're on their treadmill <laughs> or, or out running somewhere. Lord, that you would uh, you would uh, just minister to them by your Spirit, even as they hear our words. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 1, uh, it's the introduction to the Psalter, and it is, uh, so in a lot of ways it's laying groundwork for the Psalter and how we're uh, to treat it as along with the Word of God, uh, but it, it, it is also a little, it is also a wisdom psalm, it, it, too, in that, that it speaks of, of how we can um, uh, know the Lord and, and uh, walk with Him. And so, so here we go. This is from the English Standard Version, the ESV. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm. Uh, so, 
we'll, we'll look at a few words um, as we go along here, but just in general, it, kind of an overall sense of comparison or contrast or feel, what, what jumps out to you, Thad, about, about the psalm? Well, just in the first couple of verses there, there's um, some actions that are taking place and they're progressively um, slowing down. And this is the way the, the Psalter seems to work often mm-hmm. in compare and contrast. But we start off uh, with the blessed man um, in the way that he walks and then in the way that he stands and then the way that he sits. And then it's just an emotional um, um, aspect of, of happiness or delighting in the law. Mm-hmm. So uh, is there anything in particular about that, that that I'm reading into it or... Well, uh, no, I think, I think we, we, I want to talk about the word blessed here in a minute, but I think we do see immediately there's a contrast, right, between a, there is a, a blessed, there's a way of the blessed and a way of the wicked, mm-hmm. way of the righteous or the way of the wicked. And so that's just, that's kind of the, the whole psalm in some senses we can say, okay, is this talking about a wicked person or a righteous person as we break it down? Uh, and so uh, it's, it's very clear in that sense. And the other thing, as you were saying this progression, one of the things about Hebrew poetry is it often will uh, make a point. It doesn't, it doesn't rhyme, uh, you know, like we're used to maybe poetry or things, but it, but it will restate things um, to, to get the same point across. But sometimes in that restating, it will elevate or, or take something to another level in the same sense, which I, see, I think you see there right. in, the, in the walk, stand, sit. Uh, uh, elements, which is interesting uh, that those are, are are each in the negative. So, right? So it's saying this is the blessed man doesn't do these things. Right. And so, so the one, it's the wicked who actually is doing these things. Um, so, uh, so we'll get, we'll get to there in a minute, but let's just, I just first want to ask the question about the word blessed. When yeah. you think of the word blessed and, you know, uh, just think about how it's typically used by Christians or even just people in our culture today, you know, who maybe have some kind of Christian background or maybe not, but it, it, it's a pretty common word used, still used today. What, how, how do most people use blessed in your... Well, in the Facebook generation, um, they use it for everything that, um, from the smallest icon of, of happiness. Uh, they mm-hmm. have a new car, I'm blessed. Yeah. Um, their kids get good grades, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. And they're not putting uh, that in most of the time in the recognition of uh, a granting of God's good gifts unto them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just almost good fortune is how they're, right. they're putting that sometimes. So that would be in the simplest sense. And then uh, perhaps uh, as Christians, uh, we're familiar with uh, the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is talking about blessed, yeah. blessed is this person for this and, 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 and all these other reasons. And when you see that, the end result of being blessed is happiness with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm yeah. not sure there's more to it. Well, no, actually, in some ways it is pretty simple. The Hebrew word, at least, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I know the tra- it's translation really is, could be, another translation probably blessed is happiness. Mm-hmm. It really is happy is the one. So it does a lot really have to do with, you know, kind of a contented life. Um, but I think we often use to say that we're, the, the locus of that contentness or happiness, right, is often when something good happens to us or when life seems to be going well, maybe in our health or our material possessions, or like you said, somebody had a new car, hashtag blessed, right? <laughs> right. Or my kids got good grades, hashtag blessed, you know, kind of a thing. And it's usually something happens to happen to us or is happening to us that is 
good in, in our eyes. And so therefore we're happy, right? And it isn't in one sense, it is that kind of happiness, but, um, but is that where this blessedness comes from, from this psalm? Is that where happy, where is that happy life, that good, contented life found? Is it found in a new car? Is it found in our kids getting good grades? Um, the psalm has something to say about that, right? right. But, I, but just in terms of the word blessed, there is, it is kind of that sense of I'm happy with my life. Um, or you will be happy. You will be happy with your life if this you know, kind of idea. So right, right, and the uh, contrast is uh, is made between uh, the sinner or the sinful things mm-hmm. of that person and and the things of the Lord, such as right. His law. Yeah. So if we if we if we just kind of walk through there, we have <laughs> walk through. Well, let's go to walk. Yeah. Um, he walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Um, so what do you? Th- what would it maybe mean to walk in the counsel of the wicked? <laughs> Well, when you're receiving counsels from somebody, you're asking for instruction on how mm-hmm. to live your life. Right. And this is um, apparently bad counsel that this uh, yeah. person is receiving and and then abiding by that. Right. And when you're walking something, you're putting it into practice. Right. right. And the Bible tells us to walk in the ways of Christ, you know, to, to walk in the Lord's ways. And so just the idea of walking after some kind of counsel is not bad. It's, it's where's the counsel come from? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, when I was a kid, I was a little bit of a daredevil and I was always the one that they said, um, we're not doing something crazy like that. Let's get Thad to do that. And so, Hey, <laughs> take your bike and hit this jump and see how far you can fly. And without, you know, going through all the measurements of what could possibly happen, I'm already in the air <laughs> realizing that this is not going to be me taking good counsel for my actions. <laughs> now that's not sinful, but nonetheless, it wasn't, right. it wasn't wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, and so, there's one thing to be walking to give them a try to be practicing them, um, but then the standing in the way of sinners that that's you know in some senses that's uh, you know being a little more rooted, you know maybe in some way than mm. just walking um, to. to to be around them all, you know, it's one thing to take someone's counsel, give a try. It's another thing to just say, okay, I'm going to hang around these people all the time. Right. 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 Um, that's what, it, and that's what I, the way I was taking it. I mm-hmm. think the, the new King James um, uh, speaks in regards to standing in the path uh-huh. of sinners. It's the same, um, yeah. same thing, but absolutely. So uh, you're thinking it's just being in the presence of, and just, just this is where we're, mm-hmm. this is where we're going to do our brainstorming here is, with people of this kind, it could, yeah, it could be. I mean, the other the other thing is sometimes if we think about um, standing in the way, uh, would be, you know, maybe we're trying to stop them, <laughs> you know. Well, right. But but I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case here. But but if you're if I, I would think given given the ton- context, it is um, it is more the former. It almost sounds like when you say that in the way of it's mm-hmm. almost like in in. The uh, method of the demeanor, yeah. who stands in with the yeah. demeanor of sinners, right. and but then it brings right. back then the the next. Yeah, then the next one is to sit in the seat of scoffers, you know. So then we've gone from being in the way to actually more even like taking up residence and becoming one of them, right? Uh, and if you're sitting in the seat, then you have become one. Do you almost think that it could be progressive here? I mean, certainly we might be reading something into this, but uh, let's just say as a, as a teenager, you know, you're walking down the street and you uh, come across um, a gang that you're not familiar with, but you're younger and you want to you wanna feel like you're um, cool. So you 
they yell at you to, to do a dare. And so in this method, you kind of are integrated into group by passing this first test. So that would be in the way that you're um, kind of walking in their, in their ungodly counsel. And then the next thing you know, they're, hey, that was cool. Come on over and join us. And now you're standing there with them. And then the very next thing that you know, there you are sitting, being one of them, giving that counsel to others. So there is the scoffer um, at the end of that phrase. Mm-hmm. Right. Progressive deterioration of, of morality. Yeah. And I think that that is in a sense a, a little bit the the way Hebrew, again, the way Hebrew poetry does that, that it's, it is elevating that a little bit. Um, the uh, uh, Derek Kidner in his commentary, he says, yet certainly the three complete phrases show three aspects, indeed three degrees of departure from God. I tr- by portraying conformity to this world at three different levels, accepting its advice, being party to its ways, and then adopting the most fatal of its attitudes for the scoffers. If not, the most scandalous sinners are the farthest from repentance. Oh, that's good. So he so, he, he just was listening to me before he wrote yeah, that book. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think that is the sense, you know, that it is that progressive, you know, it's showing, it's showing that the way that we could get deeper and deeper until mm-hmm. you're just ingrained in it. Um, and so we then we then have the contrast after that. But the blessed man's not like that. Rather, his his delight is in the law or the Torah mm-hmm. um, of the Lord. That he knows God's um, word uh, and His law. He meditates day and night. Isn't that impossible to do? Yes. <laughs> it, it is. Well, I, I immediately um, I'm thinking about it says to be in prayer continuously in the New Testament. Right. right? And so you, you think about it. I can't go throughout my day just being conscious of, of prayer the entire time. Um, and so what that equated for with me originally, uh, when I think back, is uh, there's certain aspects of my life that are natural that I don't think about. I don't think about breathing on a regular basis. There's times I can think about breathing, but mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. It's just because it's it's so ingrained in me that it's become a natural process that I'm always breathing. And so when I think about meditating on his law or being in prayer continuously, uh, for me, and, and look forward to hearing your thoughts on this as well, it just means that in the spirit as, as Christ lives within me, everything is running through that filter that's coming into my my presence. So if there's something that's coming in um, that might be a potential hazard, let's just say it's uh, uh, the beginning of pornography or something like that, that's got to run through the filter of the Holy Spirit for me to have the opportunity to to reject and say, nope, I'm not going there with mm-hmm. that. Thank you for the prompting, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to um, fulfilling the lust of the flesh or whatever that might be. And, and that's just a simple example, but that's for me, that's what it is to be meditating on the Lord is like, I know because his law um, is written on my heart according to his promise for those of us that are that are reading it regularly mm-hmm. and that the spirit lives within me, that I can I can be doing this without being conscious of it necessarily at that time. What do you think? No, I think so. I, I think that's part of living by the spirit as a new man uh, that we... Uh, now it, it does take time. We have to we have to get it in our minds and our hearts. We have to be spending time more than uh, than I do, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the same time, I think it, it does come with that hard attitude that that it, I can um, I can be meditating on it even when I'm not necessarily right there reading it, you know. So if I spend time in the morning or maybe at lunch or maybe I 
listen to my Bible app and in my drive or this podcast <laughs> the, uh, that, you know, that, that I think about it, you know, and, and I chew on it. I meditate on it. I, I think about it that, yeah, that, so I think it, it, it is, it is what you're saying that, that sometimes we read things like this over the prayer thing and like, oh, you know, that's just too much. Well, it, it, it doesn't necessarily need to, to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, but there is, there is a sense of if, if we do delight in the Lord and in, in his law, his counsel, right? So his law being his, his counsel for our life, his, if, if we think about it, even in terms of the Torah being God's covenant with his people, his desired way of living that he asks for us as, as a means to um, represent him in the world. Uh, and if that's, if that's our desire, uh, then and, and we know that that's going to produce a contented life. Uh, not saying we won't have trials, right. not saying we won't have persecution, not saying we won't have any of those things. But in the midst of that, we know that, that that's where that's where blessing and happiness and contentedness is. And so, so yeah, I think it's exactly exactly what you right. are, are saying there. Good. And then also, you know, in meditating on His law or on His word, uh, that is. Um, making an assumption that we understand what his word is. It means you have to have read it or have heard it and have that yeah. in your in your memory bank to right. to pull and lean lean against. So yeah. it's not something that you can just uh um you know fall back in the grass and twiddle your fingers and, and, and think about the deep things of, of nature like some um philosophies would, but this is actually on the principles of what he has spoken to us. Right. And we need people in our life doing that. And that's even in the the Torah, in the covenant given to us in the in Deuteronomy, in this in um the we have the the famous Jewish Shema there. Mm. The hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Uh, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, he says. Okay, and so th- that that we do. But it's interesting is right after that is instructions for parents to their children. He says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. So we have that same imagery of walking, sitting, you know, here it was sitting and here's lying down, but but it's that way of life, right? Mm, yeah. And so the way of their life, the way parents should be teaching their children is they should be teaching the law, the, the Torah, these commands that God's given them, right? And, and they should do it all throughout the day, day and night, wherever you walk, wherever you stand, wherever you, whatever you lie down, you should be teaching these things. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, the, the thing, who, what do you see most throughout the day is your hand. If you have it written on your hand, you know, whenever you're working at anything, it's visible in front of your hands, right? Sure, sure. You know, and if it's on your, if it's on, if it's between your eyes too, then the people who you see every day should be seeing it in your life. So it should be visible by you. It should be visible by others. And then when you, where's the door, po- the door post of house in your gates, that's when you, when you leave and when you enter right in there, you're always seeing it. So it's, it's these, it's these imagery of all the time. That that was the instruction. So Psalm one is is confirming <laughs> what Deuteronomy six is telling parents should be doing, right? Yeah, yeah, excellent. And while you were talking about the uh, um, the frontlets, um, you know, to have uh, the, for example, the priest was to have that holiness unto the Lord, holiness mm-hmm. unto Yahweh, right. on there, and then um, on your hands. 
uh, it also shows, um, like you said, you know, you're going to be seeing your hands what they're doing. So it's it's what you're putting your actions toward. Yeah. You know, that's your actions. And the front line between your eyes is kind of also representative of what you're meditating on, what you're exactly thinking. What's on. On your, so yeah. so, yeah. and if you're displaying that for others, of course, they're gonna they're gonna see that as right. well. Well, I am sorry to say that we are running out of time today. Be sure to join us on our next podcast as Pastor Grimm continues our look at Psalm chapter 1. This has been Planted, a conversation about our calling as believers to root ourselves into the living water of God's provision and to rightly interpret the truth in view of the whole counsel of His holy scriptures.